0: Good evening, esteemed gentlemen. I would say ladies, but let's be let's let's get real here.
1: Let's be honest.
0: Good evening, esteemed gentlemen of the Hero community. Welcome to Dial H for Hero Clicks, your source for all Hero Clicks news and penis jokes and anything else random we may spout at any moment. We're not h-
1: responsible for any triggers or any of that. <laughs>
0: We're in a little bit of a, a weird um, situation today. We are actually Casting over Skype, Austin Smith and I say hello to the good people.
1: Hey, how's it going, ladies?
0: Drew may be joining us halfway through. We're not really sure. They had a, a Clicks tournament, so we'll see. But today we're going to cover a topic that a lot of people have been asking for, especially when we recently asked, "What do you guys want to want to hear?" Everybody said, "Hey, where's the last part of Meta Toolbox?"
1: Um, and they also wanted to know more penis size comparisons.
0: Right. So we'll get into both, maybe. And I'll also give you a new assignment for Make Your Move. And if Drew gets here in time, we might take a little trip down the corner. But we'll we'll have to see how that plays out. But in the meantime, we'll start off with some some news, including lots of official spoilers. We Let's cover all the Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff first. I like a lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff too. Very solid figures here. So if you oh, want to yeah. follow along, go to HeroClicks.com. And all of these should be on the front page, maybe on the second page by now. They have been putting out a lot of stuff. But first, we're going to look at the tanks. And Z Metal Tank is one of the most solid for its points figures that you'll find in the entire Hero Clicks runs of, of Yu Gi Oh! for sure. This thing's a rare. It has Seto, Kaiba, and Light keywords. And it's only 85 points for 6 clicks of life including two clicks of invulnerability and then followed by four of toughness and uh, four clicks of sidestep to start out. It has energy explosion on every single click and more importantly, it has a special damage power which gives adjacent friendly characters plus one defense and damage. So in my mind, this thing is like prime for mastermind.
1: Any- oh, hold on a second, Hunter. Mm. Does that thing not say unless I already modified both? By this that is
0: correct, and it's not silvering. You could run lots of these puppies, giving your so adjacent friendly character plus one defense and damage.
1: So that's like enhancement in power and plus one defense, all wrapped into one power for eighty five points.
0: That's correct, and again, like I said, I think it's perfect for Mastermind because it has invulnerability, it has sidestep, so it can you know keep moving up next to your dude if your dude is running shotting around. You know, or or something like that. I think this thing's going to be pretty damn useful. Maybe even else, yeah, maybe awesome. outside of Yu-Gi-Oh! Clicks even. And then his, few, well, he is part of a fusion, I guess, would be the way to put it. For X Y Z Dragon Cannon, which is one of the chases of series three, also has a set of Kaiba keyword and has the light keyword. It too has the armor keyword, though. I'm kind of sad that the other. Uh, tank didn't have armor. That kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, as his, an armor
1: player, that's a little bit upsetting. Yeah,
0: we might have to house rule that because it definitely should have the armor keyword. Fusion. If you have X head cannon, Y dragon head, and Z metal tank, which we'll be talking about all three today, you can fuse them into this big bad boy. He is a hundred. He's only 175 points. I was actually shocked at how cheap he was. Uh, eight range triple bolts. That's important because just like the tank. He has Energy Explosion on every single click. He has Running Shot or Sidestep on every single click. And he goes from 3 of Impervious to 3 of Invulnerable to 2 of Toughness. So they're all pretty similar. I mean, they're going to be weak to Psychic Blast teams. Um, I kind of wish it had maybe Top Dial Invincible, but still, for 175 points, I feel like you got a pretty, really good Dial here.
1: And then Down Dial, you pick up a a Sidestep Range Combat extra, which is great. I mean, I've always loved that combo on a lot of figures.
0: Yeah, his first three clicks are 11 attack with that energy explosion and 5 damage. So, I mean, you're already hitting with 5 straight damage, and then you have the triple bolt energy explosion, so this thing can definitely dish out a lot of damage, especially in Yu-Gi-Oh! style tournaments. I think this thing is going to be something you'll see a lot if you're running Battle of the Millennium right now. I think you you should expect to maybe run into one or two here and there because for the most part the higher point pieces do actually do decent in Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments from what we've seen. And I think this is a good one. He's a little cheaper than most of the other big guys. um, But can still dish out just as much damage and honestly is a little more dependable considering he has move and attack on every single click
1: i would like to uh run him like the magnet the Ma- magnet Warriors another great combo that i've run a few times with valkyrian as the fuse this i feel like these three when we get together too um these three will be another good easy fuse for three to get that plus one combat values for a 12 19 6 on top dial is going to be awesome
0: you want to talk about the other uh Three, actually, we still have three more figures to spoil, don't we?
1: Yeah, because there's a mid-fuse that you can do, too, which is interesting. It's like Pokemon, um,
0: Pokemon up in this bitch. we got starter Pokemon <laughs> and middle Pokemon. And
1: <laughs> uh, we're looking at X-Head Cannon next, which is uh, Rare. He's number 14 in the set. Seto Kaiba in light. Once again, no armor. Um, he has flight, uh, no other combat symbols, 8-range, double bolt, uh, running shots, Special attack power, 11 attack, 17 invol 3 damage, his special attack power. He can use energy explosion. Give him a double power action. You may immediately give him up to two ranged combat actions as free actions. Ooh. I like. Ooh.
0: So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's. if this guy has some kind of crazy, you know, he already has energy explosion. You have some other way to give him psychic blast Inside, or yeah. something like that pretty 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 damn slick i mean really it's better than multi-attack because well i guess it's not really better than multi-attack i guess it's better than duo it's better than duo attack for sure because it actually gives you actions which lets you activate that energy explosion
1: yep um then the other one we're looking at is white dragon head which is rare number 15 set okaiba and light again um, he has the transporter flight symbol, no other combat symbols, uh, 6 range single bolt, uh, 10 attack, 3 damage, precision strike, 18 invul, 18 invul on top click for 105. That's not bad. And then he's got a special movement power. Give wide dragon head a move action and move, move it in a direct line. When it does, opposing characters occupying one or more squares, he moved through or dealt one damage.
0: I like it, especially That's for Yu-Gi-Oh! Bad. events. There's not a lot of reducers. And uh, him being able to fly right through there would be pretty, for dependable damage, would be pretty solid.
1: Yeah, especially if you set it up right. Um, and then the last one we're going to look at is X Y Dragon Cannon, which is number 17 and a super rare. Setokaiba Light. Um, he is a fusion between X Head Cannon and Y Dragon Head. Um, he has Flight, in Dom, 8 Range Double Bolt. Top Dial, you're looking at a 10 Movement Running Shot, 11 Attack, Special attack power 18 defense impervious and a four damage enhancement and that special attack power is a is a doozy hunter uh well for starters i want to bring up this sucker's 200 points more so he's than, more the, than tank. the triple fusion <laughs>
0: yeah he's more than the, that makes total sense
1: but anyway his, his attack power is energy explosion poison and precision strike
0: i love the energy explosion precision strike combo for sure
1: oh i know and then freaking uh poison on top of but in case they do get up on you and have to try to melee you. Um, I like him. 200 points, he's a little expensive. Um, he's not terrible. He has got drops into some pin side and sidestep down dial, keeps a, a steady 3 or 4 all dial, um, doesn't hit a 9 attack till his last 2 clicks. Um, he is only 8 clicks for 200 points, though, which I guess that's par for the course in Yu-Gi-Oh! They tend to be about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, he has 1 more click of life than the tank. Didn't the tank have seven clicks yeah yeah i mean maybe that's where his extra 25 points of life come from i like him too a lot i like all of these guys all of the yeah, ones we talked about in general player. yeah they're all in general like gonna be very solid for Oh only events all right and then on to marvel spoilers we have quite a few things from avengers assembled but first let's briefly mention we got a little spoiler image for an upcoming OP kit. Supposedly this will be for September. Yep. And it just shows us a Ghost Rider, a Daredevil, and a Punisher. The sculpts for Daredevil and Punisher look like the Hulk sculpts. And uh, Oh, and and Ghost Rider now that I think about it. That's his Hulk sculpt as well. It's
1: the, no, it's the new. It's a new sculpt. Are Ghost Rider is the one of the three that's new. And it's a Ketch's sculpt. Hmm.
0: I swear that looks like the. Hold on, let's, let me
1: pull it up. It does look kind of like it. I thought that too. Hold
0: on. It looks like the first Ghost Rider I ever owned. The. Uh, no, it's not. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. The one I. The one I'm thinking of looks just like it, except he's not popping a wheel. Oh, yeah, he is popping a wheelie. I'll link it to you. This is like an updated version of the one that I'm talking. You're talking
1: about, about the Fantastic Forces one. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's catch too. But if you look at this one, he's got his more like a uh, modern-looking bike
0: yeah this is kind uh, of a new style a new version of it yeah um no dials yet but uh, as soon as we get those we'll talk about them and
1: to be honest they push these op dials a little bit so i'm actually really looking forward to seeing what they do and as harry put it yesterday what the hell are they going to do with a punisher that's going to be better than the last one we saw i don't know I i said punisher battle van token
0: yeah Or, um, I mean, I did like the whole weapon swap mechanic. Maybe if they just made him another weapon swap one that could work with the old Hulk set, that would be fun. So, we have some Age of Ultron, three, looks like three official spoilers. All three of them pretty cool. Starting with Modam, who I was definitely very excited for. She is actually really reminiscent of MODOK from Captain America.
1: Really? Like, Uh,
0: As far oh, right. as dial construction goes, I mean, she really is um, maybe slightly better. She has a She's 131 points, Hydra team ability just like him, flight but cannot carry just like him. However, her trait, along with not allowing her to carry, also gives her running shot. So traded running shot, pretty damn good. That's not bad. There's another part of the trait that also says if no opposing character is within line of fire, she can use sidestep. She only has five range. That's the only thing I don't like about this dial. Because it's it's all range based. And I really wish that five was even maybe a six, but I mean definitely like a seven or eight, this thing would be phenomenal. At a five, it it equals out to be an a solid dial.
1: You know it'd be cool to me. Would be if she had a thing where like if someone activates Hydra next to her, she gets plus one range for each person that does or something like that. Yeah, it'd be it'd be kind of fitting of them like drawing in the target or whatever. Yeah, I can see that complaint. Five five range on a primarily uh, ranged piece is kind of sucky.
0: I do really like the top dial. She has psychic blast. Remember, she has traded running shot, so she has psychic blast, impervious, and outwit. But she also has a special movement power that gives her mind control if she does not hits. After action resolved, she can use Psychic Blast as a free action only to target the hit character regardless of range or line of fire. So what's awesome about that is I can hit somebody with mind control. Say I hit your Hulk with mind control, charge him back into your support guy away from my team and hit your support guy. Typically he would be out of range and line of fire at that point, but this special power is going to let me blast him regardless of what's going on. So it's like yep. I can, I'm free to do with my mind control action whatever I want. I don't have to try to make it work perfectly where I can then follow up Psychic Blast. I can do whatever the hell I want with that mind control. And then uh, and then just Psychic Blast you afterwards with an 11 and 3 is pretty solid. She unfortunately loses that after 2 clicks, goes to Force Blast. And then after that has 2 remaining clicks of Pulse Wave. So you're really going to want to keep her top dial, which is a little hard with no willpower. But I still like the figure. I like the way it's constructed, and I think I'll I'll definitely be trying it once or twice. And she'll be bring, a super rare.
1: I want to bring something up, because I've kind of noticed it a, a bit with some of the dials we've been spoiling lately. It seems like they're kind of going back on the... We've had a lot of steady dials for a few years, where everything was consistent, whole dial, just a little weaker towards the end. But I've been seeing a lot more glass, glass jaws and shorter dials lately. Have you noticed that trend, too?
0: I don't, yeah, but I don't know that it would, it's necessarily a trend. I think, True. I think it, also we have to remember tons of different people, or not tons, but there's a number of different people that work on these figures, and they all kind of have their little touches, you know. Fucking Steve. I mean, I mean, you got Steve, then you got some other people, and I feel like, Maybe some of the, maybe one of the guys who still keeps it old school, like he's the one who makes these glass jaw figures every now and then, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he I yearns for the or, the Days of Origins and Universe and Explosion. Those are his his best times. <laughs>
1: With the freaking 12-click Thanos figure that has an like eight attack or some shit.
0: And then, Austin, I know you want to talk about Jacosta.
1: Oh, I'm so excited for this figure. Oh. So, uh, Jocasta, number 39 in the Age of Ultron OP kit. Avengers, Initiative, and Robot. Three great keywords, all right there. Uh, Initiative's gotten a huge boost in these last couple of sets, and it's looking like it's going to get even better. Um, six range, single bull, Indom, no other combat symbols. Uh, she's silver, so you only play one of her. Um, what you play there for is this trait AI entity possession. When Jocasta would be KO'd by any effect other than the possessed ability, if you. Or if you pay 25 points in building your force, place her on another friendly character's card, if that character's 25 points or more, as the armor or robot keyword, and then a series of combat symbols. That character can use the possessed ability of this character as possessor. So it's the entity possession, which is, when it gets to the next part, it's basically the same thing. You choose a power, you choose a combat value to modify all that stuff. But it can only be done on an armor or robot character. I love it. Now Top click, she's looking at an eight movement running shot, eleven attack precision strike, seventeen defense invul, three damage with a special damage power. Um, with precision strikes, great right there to be able to pick. Um, but her damage power, she can use outwit and perplex, but only to target characters that are in three squares. Eh, that's okay. You, being able to use both is nice, but that restriction of three squares is a little painful. Um, down dial, she drops into just normal perplex, ranged combat expert, sidestep, pulse wave. Um, she's got a lot of good good options on the dial, and then bottom dial it's stealth, regen, or shape change as choices. So I mean, it's not bad for 25 points for a possessor that can. Uh, a lot of these things are useful for armor robot characters, and that's really the she fits that role pretty perfectly. Yeah, um, especially pulse wave down dial. That's always awesome to have on a possessor.
0: I mean, it just I think to me the important thing is that it opens up potentially opens up the floodgates like it shows us that hey you know the possession mechanic isn't over yet
1: yeah and, and i'm fine with that uh,
0: it, it, I mean, there's worlds right. of possibilities now if they're going to do this maybe they're going to be open to doing a symbiote possession or something else so with this in mind the and this has been a hot topic here and there ever since warlight uh we had a dial h community question this week that i posted you probably saw it on facebook or on twitter I also threw it up on the HeroClick subreddit and uh, asked what do you guys... Now that Jocasta, or Jocasta, however you want to say it. I always said Jocasta, but I always hear everyone else say Jocasta, so however you pronounce it. Now that she's shown well, uh-huh. us that that WizKids are willing to do non-War of Light possessions, what other characters could make sense as possessors? So a lot of people said Dormammu, including Amber from Married with Clicks. Uh, agree. that would have been yeah, a great that idea people's... yeah it would have been a fantastic idea in fact we're getting him next month right I think because yeah, he's I coming right he's... after Spider-Man and uh, Spider-Man kits just came in so probably Damn in June
1: it. Harry when you hear it that was the kit we were forgetting we were trying to count how the hell that was September's kit and we knew we were forgetting a Marvel and we couldn't think of what it was it's the uh, freaking Doctor Strange and Dormame one. And... Oh man I forgot we're getting that kit
0: This next possession idea is one that tons of people said, including Merlin 48, is Symbiotes. And unfortunately, I think the likelihood of that happening anytime soon is very low, since we just got the Symbiotes in the OP kit, and neither of them had the possession mechanic. Um, Disaster has some really good ideas. The Brood and Shadow King, I think Shadow King's a great idea. Yeah. And Phoenix Force.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Phoenix Force, I would be shocked if no one said...
0: And, uh, one thing to, re- well, actually, we're going to talk about the whole, um, you know, X-Men, Fantastic Four thing here in a minute, Austin. Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, once, probably next week, that'll be our main topic. Either, either that or on episode 100, we'll kind of delve into all that stuff, but, uh, um, Brother I, another good idea I hadn't thought about. Jaguar PhD. And then I'm we... i
1: still shocked the, uh...
0: Um, sins Weren't Possessors Zathros uh, Danger and then let me pull up Facebook so I feel like I'm forgetting some people on Facebook there were a couple unique ideas on there
1: Old, Pro, Vision
0: Vision Vision could be cool maybe even like a, a Jarvis like a friendly Jarvis but the computer program version that could be yeah.
1: cool too. Well, I mean, Avengers AI had a whole arc with uh, AI in the, and Vision getting involved with them and stuff. I think it'd be, yeah. if they're going to do a Jocasta that does it, I don't see why they couldn't do a Vision.
0: Professor X, Possession, says Calder Ness. Uh, Doctor Strange, Deadman, Spectre, that definitely makes sense. Apocalypse, I mean, any of the, uh, like, question, any of Question, Spectre, all those guys. Um, Deadman. Dead those kind of guys definitely Uh, trigon would be cool mystique karma mystique doesn't make as much sense to me but trigon definitely does uh karma from new mutants and nova force that's also a good idea too oh yeah i really hope at some point we get a redo of the the nova guys like the nova generics yeah. Like a sub-theme of Nova Core in an upcoming set. Just throw in a bunch of Nova love. Because a lot of those guys are from Galactic Guardians, and over time those dials aren't going to hold up as well. But anyways, thanks you guys for your ideas, and make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll do some more community questions here and there. But last but not least, we got the big beefy. The big, the big beefer himself. I'm so happy. One of the original beefers for this podcast, and that's Hercules. And he's only a rare, so the chances of you pulling him in sealed are are decent. Yeah. And I think he'll be solid in sealed. Well, I mean, of course, it's Age of Ultron, so you're going to be playing him in sealed a whole lot. Um, he's two; He has two point options, both of which are very solid, 220 and 130. And at both options, he will have this trait and a really good special movement and attack power. The trait gives him super strength, but he can't drop objects. If Herc occupies hindering terrain at the beginning of your turn, and he's not holding an object, you can roll a D six and give him a standard object from outside of the game. On a one to four, it's a light object. On a five to six, it's a heavy object, and you could give him ultra heavies with that. So, really? Yeah, for sure. Anytime, any, a, a an ultra light is a is a light object, and a ultra heavy is a heavy object.
1: Oh man, Something I'm just. Everybody needs so to keep in I'm so glad we're on mind. Skype right now so you don't have to see what I'm doing right here below this desk.
0: So, I mean, that puts him at an 11.7 already on top dial on the 220 and a 10.6 on the 130 point option. His movement power gives him charge flurry. And remember, he does not drop the objects in between. Charge flurry and then on movement he ignores hindering and goes through blocking terrain.
1: Wait. Are you saying that the object wouldn't be destroyed when he swings with it?
0: That is correct. Well, it says he can't drop them.
1: I thought it meant that that was when he moved, he couldn't set it down, since that was the new mechanic as of mm. last year with objects. Well, to stop I, him from just infinitely generating ultra heavies and putting them on the ground for other, other people or something like that. Right,
0: that's a good point. I'll I'll look up the rule book while we're talking about other things later, and I'll look at the wording. You may you may be right. Either way, though, he's, yeah. he's generating his own heavies, he's got charge flurry, and then he also has special attack power which is going to help him do what he needs to do, which is punch people in the face. He can use Plasticity. Each opposing character adjacent to him modifies its attack and damage by negative one if it has any action tokens. So he has Plasticity to help him break away and get to where he needs and to keep you next to him to keep you from getting away to shoot him because he does have Impervious and Invil on those two top options. So he doesn't want to get Psychic blasted. And uh then he's giving you the, the old negative one, negative one on attack and damage if you have any action tokens at all. I really, really like this dial. He also has close combat expert. I mean, I I don't know what you outwit on this guy if you're facing him.
1: I know. It's like I just want to bring up the fact that if both my boosters had a Hercules in them, I'd have no problem playing two and a half dial. <laughs> Just both of them generating ultra-heavies and freaking lowering enemies' attack and damage values, because that's another not per- if it's already modified. He has
0: so. 10 clicks of life, and if you play him at 130, he will still have 6 clicks of life. Uh, pretty damn good. He has Close Combat Expert or Battle Fury on every click as well. And he even um, picks up... Oh, it looked like Pulse Wave. It's a, He picks up Quake Sidestep at uh, on the lower point option for 3 clicks in a row, which could be, be a useful combination.
1: I was going to say, uh, how does he look when it comes to split and merging with the Thor-Hercules? Uh,
0: well, let's pull up Thorcules.
1: Good old Thorcules. And let's see.
0: Well, you know that...
1: That figure is awesome. You
0: know that it's going to be pretty easy to, to split merge only because Thor has a bajillion point options at this point that have been made. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Thor and Hercules is a 300-point is a dial. This guy is 130 or 220. Um, it's really not going to matter what you play him on when you split him off. I'm sure there are 170. Um, I'd say the sweet spot would probably be like 175 point Thor.
1: Which is a good damn lot of
0: Thor. And play it with the 130 uh, point Hercules and then go to top dial. Let's see if there's 175 point Thor. Let's go in the range of 175 to 200 and see just how many Thors that puts at our disposal.
1: I think the new Thor was near that, wasn't he? 228, uh, no, 228.
0: Well, King Thor has a 200 point option. Age of Ultron Thor has, it's taking forever, has a 200 point. AVX Thor is 200 point, and he's pretty damn good at 200 dark world we have three options a 200 a 200 and a two or an, and a 175 the starter set version is 175 on the dot he's not bad either he's the one that can charge in a straight line which is 10 squares long
1: and he's got Empower, which a flurrying hercules would really like
0: yeah so i mean you got plenty of options there you also have the old um, avengers movie ones and the chaos war ones so yeah i like. I mean i really like this hercules i think he's gonna be a one hell of a beast for seal that's for sure
1: oh yeah i love him and i'm just happy we got a good hercules like he's the one character that like we don't get often enough Mm-mm. that when we do get him they better make him damn good
0: yeah last time we got him was hulk and before... uh, it was chaos
1: war no oh, no, no no the yeah. single figure was hulk wasn't it
0: was hulk and then before that was secret invasion i think which that one was a freaking spectacular figure in fact this new one that they just made is very reminiscent of the old secret invasion hercules except better in my opinion Um, it's basically a modern day upgrade and the last piece of news is actually something i just saw on reddit while i was looking up our community question and that's the three the uh Inspiration effect for three new ID cards. Namor. Mm-hmm. Namor is going to give his inspiration. Is You also have the Dolphin Transporter symbol. and You modify combat values plus one when occupying water terrain.
1: Oh, hey, Summon Skull.
0: Doctor Strange gives you probability control when targeting an opposing character with an attack. And then Spider-Man can use Super Senses. I like them all. All these ID cards are freaking nuts. We're going to have a future episode. Once Age of Ultron uh, 1 and 2 have been spoiled for the most part, we will talk about ID cards, where the best ones, all that good stuff. But, again, we still feel like right now it's a little too early to do a advice episode on that when we yeah. don't know what even half of them are at this point or what half of the dials You know how, like, two
1: years, two years on, we're still talking about Booklip. I mean, we're going to be talking... But these Avengers ID cards till the end of time with how versatile and how many of them there are
0: yeah I think it's going to be the best uh, resource in general just because of the fact of how many different people you can bring in yeah because honestly that's that's the main thing when it comes to a resource in the end it's more about how many options does the thing give you you know what I mean yep but anyway, and, and I think that's why the batteries do so well is because you not only get all the powers from the constructs, which is what, like a dozen different powers, but you also have the battery itself providing you the outwit, the perp, and the prob. And then you got to factor in the um, matching them all up bonus, which is like, for instance, on the blue one, letting you re-roll super senses and shape change, stuff like that and then little good. plus what the rings are giving you. So it's like you have all these options at your disposal, and you can just you know, mac, mix and match what you need on your constructs. So I think yep. that's why ID card's going to be really good. But anyways, we'll get more into that in general. Before we move on to official segments, what's been going on with you, Austin Smith? What's new in the world of Austin?
1: Uh, Absolutely nothing. I mean, I've been working on my cosplay and playing Animal Crossing. That's been about it.
0: Damn Animal Crossing nerds.
1: I know, right? Freaking any, any game that lets me harvest uh, harvest plants or walk around and dig up shit. Like, Harvest Moon ruins my life, too. I'll disappear off the face of the earth the next time one of those comes out.
0: I've actually... <laughs> uh, today's my first anniversary, wedding anniversary. and Has uh, it already been a year? Yeah, today.
1: God. And
0: I unfortunately had to work today, so yesterday was our... I guess, unofficial celebration since uh, I called off clicks. We didn't have clicks yesterday. We didn't do podcasts yesterday, which is why we're doing it on Skype today.
1: Yeah, and Harry and Drew kidnapped me to go bowling yesterday. They're like, I can't go one week without hanging out. Um,
0: So, yesterday, instead of going out to dinner or anything like we usually do, we just decided we're going to spend a day and we're both going to be lazy. We're not going to clean the house. We're not going to do anything. We're not leaving the house, period. And we just... Stayed in bed and watched movies and played video games all day. We uh, ended up spe- surprisingly spending almost the entire day playing Toad Treasure Tracker, which is a really? new, new game on Wii U, and it's actually pretty fun. It's a good, ge- it's a great game for playing with your girlfriend or wife. You know what I mean? It's one of the. It's it's mostly. No, basically... I don't know what you mean, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a puzzle game to an extent. I mean, it has a little bit of platforming aspects to it, as any Nintendo-based game is bound to have, but for the most part, it's it's a puzzle game, and it's it's actually better than I thought it was going to be, so it's, it's pretty well done. So we've been enjoying that. On top of that, I've been watching, uh, working on my sci-fi list. Uh, let's see, what sci-fis did I watch this week? Some of you guys sent me some suggestions, and uh, I am taking those into effect and, and, to account, and I'll be reading more of those later when we get the mail back. I watched Minority Report, one of my favorite movies of all time. Have you ever seen Minority Report Austin? I still
1: haven't seen that, no. Oh, you need to add I that to your list. I haven't, my movies folder, I just haven't got around to watching it Yeah,
0: I fucking love that movie so much. And uh, I hadn't seen it for a long time. Ashley had never seen it. She really enjoyed it. Uh, Logan's Run, I saw for the first time. Uh, not a great movie thats what i've heard <laughs> not it's it's really not it's i can see why it's iconic though because it came out so long ago and it is pretty different than anything of that time period that's for sure but the the special effects are awful and but for the time period it i think it even won like all kinds of awards for special effects when it first came out but that just goes to show you you know how old it is but the story when you like boil it down i was like wait that was like written by a middle schooler like it it goes the plot goes nowhere it's it's really just all for the special effects the entire movie is for hey let's display these special effects which are years above ahead of anything that's going on here in nineteen. but it still looks like a paper
1: mache- jay spaceship <laughs> yeah.
0: you know the guy who plays basil in on the Austin powers movies yeah that's the main character
1: how young is he in that oh movie? he's
0: crazy young he's probably 20 you should watch. Oh, wow. But, I mean, it's worth the watch. I, I don't regret watching it, because everybody talks about it, you know what I mean? It's referenced all the time. I, I feel like
1: that's, like, the cutoff, is I don't, don't regret watching it. Yeah,
0: I don't regret watching it, but in it really wasn't a, a great movie or anything, mainly because oh, the forgot. story.
1: You, you didn't go with us to see Mad Max last week, did you?
0: No, I'll watch it here in a few weeks, though. Oh,
1: man, it was so good, Hunter. you got to watch that, that I know. movie. It was I, great. I'm
0: going to definitely watch it. What else did I watch? I watched uh, *Equilibrium*. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of it. It's it must be Christian Bale's first movie or one of them. I'll have to look it up. Because, but he's super young in it, and I've never heard of this movie before in my life. Um, I bet I'm gonna look it up on IMDb. I bet it's one of his first movies. But uh, it was pretty cool. It's it's basically the premise behind it. Oh, it was made in two thousand two, so maybe it wasn't one of his first movies. Yeah, um, the premise behind it is like it's set in the future to uh, a time where emotion is illegal. Basically, like they've pushed aside all emotions, and they you're you're not allowed to have art in any way, shape, or form. You're not allowed to love. It's really it's kind of crazy. And so, anyways, I don't want to ruin the
1: really old school sci fi because a lot of old school sci-fi was about like removal of certain freedoms or things that yeah. we think make us human
0: but i liked I, it was pretty cool it had a lot of gunplay like it was all about gunplay and it did have some really badass um little gunplay scenes let's see no it definitely was not his first movie he's been in a lot of stuff i've never heard of
1: that kind of reminds me because he's usually associated with nolan have you seen memento yeah it's been a while but That's- yeah that's all my list of movies to watch and I still haven't got around to it. I was wondering if it was actually... Oh, yet. it's definitely worth watching for sure. That's one of one of my favorite movies.
0: Um, and then I watched a, Artificial Intelligence, which is mediocre, and Children of Men, which also was mediocre. Um, I'm in the middle of Moon, which I think Renocon suggested to me on our uh, Dial H mailbag. And I am liking that a lot so far so we'll see, I'll talk about that more next week alright let's, uh, before we get into meta toolbox, let's give you the make your move assignment so if you haven't done one of these before with us I'm basically going to set up a situation for you, this one's actually way easier to follow than the first one because you don't have to plot out a map or anything if but I'm the Hercules
1: is right behind you and his fist is halfway <laughs> up your asshole <laughs>
0: And he, he just generated an Ultra Heavy for free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, last last time we did one of these, I gave you a situation and I, I asked you, who, who would you outwit, who would you attack? And like I said, we're going to start very simple, and then every time I give you one of these, we'll try to get a little bit harder and harder. So, this Make Your Move stems from a past multiple-time, just-the-tip submission we've done. Which is, at the beginning of the match, before anything happens, look at your team, look at your opponent's team, and think about matchups within the matchup. Think about which of their pieces is going to cause your team the biggest problems, and what power matchups or trait matchups or anything uh, are against your favor and, and in your favor. For instance, if they have... If you have a figure that can't be outwitted and they have two outwitters and one person without outwit you don't really have to worry about those you know what i mean like they've kind of wasted points with those two pieces and yep. you're you're you can feel a little bit safer by putting your unoutwittable guy kind of out in the line of fire and maybe you need to hide your other two or or at least keep them behind a little bit more than you would be a little less aggressive with them and a little more aggressive with the unoutwittable guy. Little things like that. So for this make your move, I'm going to give you your team, tell you your opponent's team, and then have you to answer one question for next week. All right, so Austin, you're playing an asgardian theme team.
1: Oh, I like this already, Hunter.
0: You're trying the Black Widow chase from Avengers Assemble at 200 points. I
1: don't like this already, Hunter.
0: And you're playing an Asgardian Troll from Fear Itself, 25-pointer. Those guys are really good for their points.
1: I love those little guys.
0: And then you're playing Sif-103 from the Thor Dark World starter set. So you got a pretty solid team here. Three figures, 300-point team. Black Widow being 200 of your 300 points. And you're playing against a Justice League theme of Fast Forces 003 Steel... From the Superman set.
1: That's one of my favorite figures of all time.
0: The strategy game Wonder Woman at 100 points. And Amethyst 019 from Slosh. Alright, so that's your opposing team. So what you can do if you want to try to figure this out, pull up those six figures on HC Realms, look at your team's first top clicks, and look at the opposing team's top clicks, and think about matchups. So the question you're going to answer is who on your opposing team's force, which of those three figures is the biggest threat to your Black Widow and why? That's the main question I want you to answer. I also have sort of a bonus question is explain what you would do to counteract that specific figure. So whichever figure you think is the worst is the big problem. Look at your team and what you have at your disposal. What would you do? What would be your strategy to try to negate that weakness that Black Widow has to what whatever figure you think she's weakest to? So if you want to send that information, you can send it to us at our Gmail, on Facebook, or on Twitter. Uh, or you can just wait until we give the answer next week and, and listen to yourself. But uh, I'm trying to think of if give I, I want to do give it. Give yourself
1: a pat on the back.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think if I want to do like a prize type thing like if people repeatedly keep getting these giving us great answers on these maybe we'll do something but uh, for now for now it's brownie points and helping you become a better player All right let's so if you haven't followed along with our meta, meta tool kit series, what we do is we take a subject or a I guess a subset would be the best word of figures. In the game of Heroclix, these are all modern age. And we tell you what are the best figures to own in said category. If you're wanting to get your feet wet, if you want to dip your toes in the Heroclix metagame, what are some pieces to consider buying to have at your disposal when you're building teams? We've covered covered one-man armies slash team bases. We've covered support figures. Um, we've covered secondary attackers to an extent, and today we're going to finish it up with primary attackers. So, there's a couple stipulations on if a figure can make it into this cut into what we're talking about today or not. Number one, they have to cost less than 150 points. If they cost more than that, they would have been on our big beef on Meta Toolkit uh, big beefers. We did one that was like 150 plus attackers, I think. Um, so, in that category, is like Kyle Rayner, people like him, uh, Silver Centurion, those kind of guys. They're really expensive. So, to be, to be talked about today, they have to be less than 150 points, and they have to be modern age. I also took out a handful of guys that would have made it into today's topic, but that we know for sure will be rotating out here in very shortly. Yep. Because uh, it's already June. So, I mean, within the next two months several sets are going to be rotating. Now, we don't have official word on exactly what will rotate, but going off what happened last rotation, if we look at last rotation, they got rid of everything up to the anniversary sets, and the anniversary sets came out in September. So it goes to, I mean, if I was a betting man, Austin Smith, which I am, I would bet... How much you wanted to bet? I would bet that anything before September... Would be f- cycled out. So I'd say everything from Wolverine the X Men back, which would include Wolverine the X Men, Man of Steel, Teen Titans. With Wolverine the X Men, we'd be losing Phantom X, who would, we would be talking about today otherwise. Teen Titans, we'd be losing a couple figures that we'd be talking about today. Uh, Fear itself, we'd be losing uh, Old White Ranger Iron Fist. Um, Iron Man 3. Amazing Spider-Man. We're losing Brother Voodoo, a big part of the metagame there with that set. Ghost Rider. I
1: think we might lose... I honestly think we might lose Arkham Origins back.
0: Really? You think they'll go it's that a far? Couple
1: more, uh, it's a couple more months ahead, but I mean, there's, what, four small... Well, quick start. You have Thor Dark World, Batman TV, and Batman Arkham Origins. Yeah. I wouldn't be against I mean, like, it. That would, cut, that would do the cutoff right before ABX, which would be the next, next OP kit.
0: Um, they did, and then we would also lose Batman, and then the anniversary sets. All right, well, let's make a little wager here.
1: Oh boy!
0: Well, not Wagers. just a bragging rights w- wager.
1: Aww. All right, I'm You're gonna to st- take the fun out of it.
0: I'm gonna stick with Wolverine. The we'll do a dollar. All right, dollar bet. Fine. We'll I, do a dollar. I think.
1: How about eat some olives?
0: Yeah, but see, you don't you don't dislike any food so much that you. Would hate to eat it like I do well, black I, olives.
1: I hate a lot of food that I hate to eat it. No, yeah. I don't want to do that bet because if I lose and I eat shit, I don't want to eat. I can deal with losing a dollar, Hunter.
0: I'll eat a black. I'll eat a handful of black olives, and you eat, you eat, one ounce of dog poop.
1: No, I'm not a <laughs> fan of this deal. I feel like even with olives, which I hate with all of my being, you get the better deal
0: <laughs> here. All right, we'll <laughs> stick with a dollar. I'll say. Man, now I'm tempted to to not just stop at Wolverine X Men. I'm tempted to take out Batman Classic T V and Superman quick start as well.
1: See you, you can you can agree with me. Like you could possibly see anything between oh, the coming out. I,
0: I agree with you. I definitely think they can go that far. I tell you what. I'll go with Thor Dark World Forward will stay modern age. Everything before it so from Superman Quickstarter back, will all be silver. Or golden, whatever you want to say.
1: Alright. I think they'll knock out uh, Batman Arkham Origins and back, which would include Thor Dark World. And part of the reason I think they'll do that is because uh, Thor Ragnarok will be out next year. And so they'll want to have it knocked out ahead of the release of the next movies. Yeah. That way the next Thor movie set wouldn't also be in.
0: And hopefully a new Batman set even, too, with the oh, new game coming
1: out. But you know what? I hope we do get a Batman Arkham Knights set, because... Freaking, the Arkham Knight is freaking badass looking.
0: Yeah, actually, I bet though, I bet they won't. Well, maybe they will still since it's Batman, it'll sell regardless. But I bet we get a Batman Superman set coming out soon.
1: Well, I thought we we're getting a Superman Wonder Woman set next. Oh, damn, you're right. I forgot about that. I love when people say I'm right. Uh,
0: all right. So, anyways, with those things said, so like I said, I took out a few that we might have talked about today, like Phantom X, White Ranger, Iron Fist, those guys. So keep that in mind. So Austin and I are going to altern- alternate. We're going to mention a figure that's worth owning and give you a sentence or two on why they're so good in the metagame or why they have potential to be so good in the metagame. Um, Austin, you want to kick us off with your first one?
1: Well, I'm going to start us off with one of my favorite characters. He throws stuff with explosive force. Uh, goes great with energy explosion, three so, bolts.
0: bit, obviously.
1: No, we're going with Bullseye Deadpool number 36 um, I've played the shit out of this figure uh, we've talked about him before he ignores hindering characters and ranged attacks uh, he can make a ranged combat attack against any opposing character than range and line of fire even if they're in an adjacent square uh, precision strike triple bolt 8 range dark avengers and thunderbolts keyword prop control combat reflexes I mean for 110 points you're hard pressed to do better than something like this for ranged fees
0: yep we usually see him with power plant, since he has those triple bolts. People obviously give him the, uh, the flame, flame Blast. blaster. Yeah, um, pretty damn powerful figure for sure. He's all about the alpha strike. When people have played him in the past, my first one is going to be Copycat. Copycat was a humongous part of the meta when she first came out. I mean, she was her own slice of the pie, so to speak. At the at the time, she's. I don't want to say faded into obscurity, but she has faded a little bit as the new hotness has came out over the last few months with the new sets. But I don't feel like she's a figure we should forget about quite yet. I I fully agree. I think she's very solid for her points. I think she brings a mechanic to the game that no other figures right now can do, can bring. And I feel like it's worth owning, particularly because she's cheap to pick up too. I mean, she's only going to cost you a buck or two. online or or in trade value so i would pick up a copycat try the mechanics out and uh just in case people start figuring out some great new combos with her uh when the new figure when the new sets roll around
1: i want to mention that with copycat particularly she's one of those figures that when i design a team i kind of have to think about a little bit and i always have in the corner of my mind that maybe i'll run into one and that's a huge thing to have in your corner when you go up against an opponent is the idea that you m- might be that one thing they weren't ready for. Yeah.
0: The high father uh, effect, so to speak.
1: Yeah. Um, I've got Shang Chi next, another Deadpool figure. Um, I love this guy. I've played him on a couple martial artist teams now. Um, 90 points for 12 attack, uh, two damage and power, 18 combat reflexes in Dom. Um, he ignores all kinds of shit on movement. Um, one of his big mechanics is if uh, if an opponent misses him, he gets counter uh, counter tokens that allow him to swing back. Um, he's not bad at all. Combat, ref- or, or close combat expert, precision strike is great. He's always getting damage through. Um, not, as I said, ninety points. That it's just great value.
0: Yeah, I really like him too. I, I think that's the word is value because he he this dial is just min maxed to the T for 90 points. And I was just, it just hit me while you're, while I was looking at his dial, um, just to bring up guys, if you guys want to follow along, go to, uh, HC realms unit section and pull these up as we talk about them. So you can look at the dials. Uh, I think this guy would be great with, um, with the Trinity, with a Pandora's box resource, because the, he has, as you said, close combat expert. And, um, if you look, the, his only knock is that he doesn't have a whole lot of damage. Because he starts with a a 12-2 with the close combat expert in charge, but if you had some sidestep to sidestep him up to get that close combat expert off, and and that put him at a 12-4, he'd be great. And he already is a 18 reflexes. So if you all of the sins give sidestep, there's ones that give energy shield would be very useful on this guy, um, or there's even the one that's just straight up plus one defense, which would make him a 19 so I mean there's ones for plasticity I feel like he would go good with that maybe on a big yes yeah, for higher I, team or something I, like that
1: I fully agree I always forget kind of that the Pandora's box resource and the uh, the Rock of Eternity exist because I don't see them played that often Yeah. but I think a lot of people wrote them off pretty quickly and there's a few combos out there they haven't really uh taken time to actually run through
0: alright I want to talk about Cat, the other side of Shang-Chi and um It is similar as far as being great for the points, but I think he's worth mentioning and bringing up today. He made the cut specifically because of his trait. Uh, Replaced it with a broken forgery. When an opposing character with a relic or resource assigned to them makes an attack, that's going to be almost everything these days in the metagame, that player rolls a d6 that can't be re-rolled. After actions resolve, so the the character is going to get to make their attack, but afterwards they're going to have to do this. Even if they kill Cat, they're going to have to do this because it's already triggered. On a result of one to two, that player chooses one. Remove the assigned relic from the game, or remove an item attached to that resource from the game. Now that's going to have. It doesn't say they have to attack Cat. It doesn't say they have to be within so many squares. Doesn't say anything. If if an opposing character has a relic or resource and they make an attack. They have to deal with this every single time. So you can keep Cap safe if you want, even. Um, and he has Stealth, it's is worth mentioning, as far as keeping him safe. He's got Stealth on top dial. He's got Charge, Flurry, Stealth, 12 Attack, Quake, Super Senses, Close Combat Expert as a Close Combat Action, which lets him Charge, Flurry with Close oh. Combat Expert. I mean, it's a solid dial for the points. He doesn't have willpower like Shang-Chi has, but he does have that trait, which is super useful. And he, too, has good keywords. Heroes for Hire, Martial Artist, Spy, and Wild Pack.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, Cat had Avengers and Heroes for Hire. I only was looking at the Martial Artist part of it.
0: You mean Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi had uh, Oh, yeah, sorry, Shang-Chi. Avengers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Avengers keyword, obviously.
1: It's Very getting easy. even better. Who's your um, next? Up, I was going to say, up next, I've got a Deadpool Banshee. Uh, Deadpool was... A, great set for meta stuff honestly mm-hmm. um banshee's solid uh 98 points police x-men horsemen of apocalypse generation x x-core x-men um i'm not gonna go through everything he does but he does the whole aoe opponents can't use their defense within six squares kind of crap and lowers down their defense to toughness um and then if he hits someone who has that effect done or they can't use super senses and then impervious invincible or invalor change to toughness but if he hits someone who that's happened to, he deals one more damage, which he's already an 11, 3, 8 range pin side for 98 points. Definitely. I mean, he's solid as hell.
0: And something else very useful about him is his improved targeting, which ignores elevated terrain and hindering terrain. Yes. And that's especially useful with his police team ability. So, I mean, usually one of your troubles with police is, oh, if I'm going to use it, i got to make sure I have line of fire too. It's a lot easier for him to get line of fire since he can see through everything that he needs yep. to. Um, I, I really like him. Anytime I've played him, I've he's one of those pieces where when I play him, I feel bad for playing him. He's that freaking ridiculous. That, that within six squares thing is just nuts.
1: I'm very glad Drew's not here once because one of my worst games of clicks I ever played was against Drew on the Black Lantern Mountain map. And he played Banshee and just shit all over my team. Like, like I did not stand a chance. Um, it, on, a, on the right map, if you win roll which, with a police team, how are you not going to hit roll? Especially now that you can freaking Central City for uh, proper keyword and all that crap to get your theme team probs. Like, police is back in business, even with the GCPD nerf.
0: Next up is a piece that I almost didn't include, just because he costs so little points. But... I feel like he's capable of so much and he's already performed so well in the metagame that he was worth putting on here. That's Avansir Green Lantern. He's only 50 points, but he has 8 range and some attack capabilities which warrant him, which let him hit a lot harder than a 50 point piece should, basically. Um, Because I say that because he has the construct ability, so for paying a few extra points. Even if you're already playing a battery, you can still throw a Construct on him on top of that or any other resource. Uh, The Construct construct trait in general is just a little too good, to be totally honest. Um, So he can bring the Wall Construct with him um, for a little utility. He can bring that. He can bring um, Crossbow if he wants to himself deal out a little more damage. He's got so many tools at his disposal that he can bring for an extra between 4 and 10 points and just make it so worth it. Particularly the wall, I feel like. From 8 squares away, being able to, to throw up barrier to protect your teammates, and also having running shot with a 10 attack, 3 damage, and energy explosion. So being able to make attacks in general, it's really, really nice.
1: I just want to bring up, honestly, like it's hard for me to bullshit at some. I hate the wall. I flat out cannot stand that construct. It was the dumbest idea WizKids has had in a while.
0: I think the dumbest idea they've had in a while is improved targeting ignores elevated.
1: I agree with that too. But yeah, so the wall's a little good. <laughs> the wall, the ability to give anyone effectively immunity to ranged attacks. Like, that is. It, like, with stealth, you have ways around it, and all these different mechanics get around it. And then after they, they finally make stealth a little more balanced and stuff, then they bring out a freaking thing that only like two figures in the game can properly shoot through that would ever get played.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this guy's nuts for 50 points, so I, I just had to include him on the list. Who you have next?
1: I have Captain Marvel from Guardians of the Galaxy, the prime Captain Marvel. Um, 82 points, energy explosion, pin side, right there. That's all I've got to say. I mean, that's great. He's only got one bolt, but one penetrating damage to everyone if your opponent balls up is great. Um, on top of that, you're looking at an 18 defense defense super senses, and adjacent Kree get plus one. Uh, no. Um, and it can't be countered either.
0: No, it's better. It's modified the defense values of adjacent friendly characters without Kree. Without Kree. Plus oh, one. man, I've
1: been playing him wrong all wrong. <laughs> uh, Yeah, 11, 382 points. That's just awesome for energy explosion, Pinsai. Um, and then if he hits with a ranged combat attack, hit targets can't make attacks during their next turn. Not can't make ranged attacks, not can't make close combat, can't make attacks. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's pretty damn useful when you have energy explosion. (laughs) Yeah, High
1: high opponents balled up team, just take uh, one penetrated everyone on the outside, three to the main, and uh, oh yeah, you can't do anything next turn attack wise.
0: Yeah, he is absolutely amazing. I have, ever since he came out, I've played a soldier themed team three times, and I've played him on every single one. Like I'm not, I'm never playing another soldier theme team without playing him. I'm just, it's not no, gonna happen because of that. That special defend just made all my other soldiers basically a 19 defense on top of whatever they have, energy shield, reflex, whatever. Uh, yeah, that unibeam power is something else. I like it. I like the. I like it being, um, you know, able at, at disposable at disposal in the meta game. Particularly with like sniper rifle and or other thing, given somehow giving him precision strike just to make for sure that these attacks hit, or or giving him multiple bolts or something with one of the rings. Um, I really like him. I think there's still potential for him in the meta game for sure. Uh, I want to talk about um, before we let's yeah let's stick with the Guardians of the Galaxy section and I'll go with Yondu. Yondu is a figure that's seen a little play here and there, uh, but I, I still feel like he'll have his day, and I also thought he was worth putting on here for his cheap cost to purchase. I mean, he's only an uncommon. Unlike a lot of these, you know, a lot of these figures we're talking about today are super rares or chases and stuff. So when a common or, an un- yeah, or a prime, so when a common or uncommon comes around that can hold its own with these big boys, I feel like it's worth putting on the list. So I wanted oh, to okay. include Yandu. He's uh, The special thing about him is his Yaka Arrows trait. He, You give him a power action, he can make a ranged combat attack targeting a single opposing character regardless of line of fire. Now one thing to note to teach you guys, it doesn't say regardless of range and line of fire. So a lot of people read powers, because he's not the only one who has power that says regardless of line of fire... And they automatically Bill, think.
1: Bill's the other big one. People screwed that up right. with.
0: So they automatically are like, "Oh, anywhere on the map, I can do this." No, it did not say regardless of range and line of fire. So they still have to be within range, but he doesn't need line of fire. Now, I should note, he has an eight range, so it's not too hard to have them within range of your Yaka arrows. But as it's you can't too
1: hard to play by the rules, guys.
0: As you can tell, is uh, if you get the right map, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. He also has improved targeting. He can make a ranged common attack against an opposing character within range line of fire, even if it's in an adjacent square. So you don't really have to worry about them basing you. He has running shot, precision strike, 11 attack, 3 damage with super senses. He has Guardians of the Galaxy and Mystical. Guardians of the Galaxy got a lot of love. They're really solid. Whether you're talking about regular games or meta games, they're pretty damn oh, yeah. solid these days. So I feel like with that plus the mystical keyword, he can hit theme team easier, therefore help you get the map that you need uh, to make use of the Yaka eras. I feel like he's especially good with power plant. Just keep on stacking rings on them and let them move in and uh, and move in within eight squares. I mean, the longer they take to move in within eight squares, the more rings you're stacking up to just yep. ship blast them when they do.
1: And that's the thing, like, when I played in the Dial H Open uh, last week, it was a uh, I ran it with the uh, shotgun uh, War Machine Prime. And basically the thing about the power plant is it gives you an amazing tempo, and you want to play it with a figure like this where your opponent has to move up on you, and your arranged piece is going to completely blow them out of the water as soon as they do. And Yandu is amazing for that. I've had to play against him once, and it was, it was a rough match for me. Uh, I was not prepared for him.
0: All right, who you got?
1: I got a Proxima, Proxima Midnight, another Guardians of the Galaxy figure. We've talked about her before because uh, she showed up a little bit because of Bizarro and then just took off from there. Um, I mean, she's a great, great um, ranged attacker with uh, her special uh, special ability, especially where she does the tracer tokens, um, where they constantly take damage every turn. Um, nothing, you, I don't even know how to freaking phrase how annoying it is to fight against one of these if your opponent knows what they're doing with them.
0: Yep, she's just, and on top of that, she's just really solid for the points. Um, yep. I mean, she's got Running Shot, Psychic Blast with 11 and 3. As Austin said, she's got the Tracers, so at the beginning she's going to have 3 three bolts and then she'll go down from there. She's just really damn solid. On and that's worth that, noting,
1: she's one of the few figures that has Sharpshooter pin side together and Sharpshooter pin side Combat Reflexes together, actually.
0: Yeah. Um, she also, it's worth noting, she has a seven click long dial, a little, a a bit above average, and the last four, she has either charge or sidestep on each one, and she has steel energy, so again, adding to her longevity, the longer she stays alive, the longer you have to deal with those damn tracer tokens, and you also have to worry about her other trait, coal obsidian, when she is KO'd by an opposing character's attack, deal damage to that character equal to the last amount of damage dealt to her. The damage can't be reduced below one.
1: Hey, Hunter, you had some experience with a uh, Cold Obsidian.
0: Oh, I've had plenty of of, of experience with the Cold Obsidian, also.
1: It's one of my favorite abilities, or one of my favorite traits they've given in a while, like. It- It's just one of those things that if your opponents don't check your cards before game and then they like freaking ultra-heavy finish somebody off or something and they're so smug over there and you hand them the card and you're like, read that tree. Uh,
0: I want to talk... So so let's move away from Guardians for a while. Let's move into some of the older stuff. Um, I'll go with Phantom Girl. Or did I give you Phantom Girl? I can't remember. No, you can't. I am Phantom Girl. So... Phantom Girl, again, is another figure where I didn't know if she quite belonged under the title Attacker, but because she's uh, only a common, I feel like and because she's performed so well in the metagame so far, I feel like she's worth mentioning. Especially since right. these days with resources, it's so easy to buff a figure up and make it a decent attacker. With resources, I feel like she's extremely good. She's only 72 points, and her whole dial kind of revolves around two things. One is her being hard to hit because she has super senses and shape change. And the second thing also, actually, now that I think about it, makes her harder to hit. <laughs> but it is, it's the other thing that makes her so good is that she kind of ghosts around the map. She has a special power that lets her use phasing with a 12 movement, by the way. And when she passes through any squares occupied by characters holding an object, she can move any of those objects from the game when she uses phasing and passes through characters assigned any relics or resources those characters can't use those relics or resources until your next turn so again she's hard to hit you don't have it didn't say you had to hit them you just phase right through them you can move a full 12 squares if you want go hide behind a wall or something they can't use relics or resources until your next turn so that makes the rest of your team breathe a little easier And she also has the super senses and shape changes to make her uh, a little safer uh, as far as retaliation. On top of all that, that combos with her attack power, phasing attack. She can use end cap when she's given a move action. Oh, didn't we just use phasing teleport with that special thing? After action is resolved, she can be given a close combat action as a free action targeting any one opposing character occupying a square she moved through. So you can use said close combat action to end cap them. If you give her an object or something else during, you know, during that, you can do that. So like blades or whatever, you want to stack with resources and stuff. Um, she's just phenomenal. I really like her as a control slash, usually secondary attacker at her point cost. Um, on top of that, she's a wild card. I just really, really love this figure. It's really fun to play. It's really annoying to play against and uh, I think she'll be around for a long time. She'll be in the metagame here and there. You'll see her all the way up until she retires, for sure.
1: I agree. Um, Next up, I have uh, a chase figure. Actually, it's kind of the opposite of Phantom Girl being a common. Um, We're looking at Flash064, the the question. Um, The question is a great figure. I mean, Traded Toughness, Wild Card. Um, He can copy from Detective or other Trinity Sins, um, even if they're uncopyable. Um, he's got Charge, Shape Change, Stealth, Poison, Precision Strike. When he uses Poisoner, makes an attack, he can use Smoke Cloud as a free action. He can use Outwit. When he does, he can remove action or remove an Action Token from him if he has two. I mean, like, this guy, not only is he annoying as hell to hit because of all that, but if you pair him up with the right team, he is a solid core piece to build around. He protects himself, he's got a good damage value, good attack value, uh, great defense on top of the abilities. I mean, what's not to like about him? He drops into exploit blades and uh, regen down dial. Um, great, great piece. Uh, mystical keyword also.
0: Yeah, he's definitely nuts. He's one of the few chases, If it, he, even if it wasn't a character that I actually really, really like in comics, I would hold on to this chase just because of the playability. Like, he, He's so goddamn good. He's probably my favorite chase in recent memory, as far as playstyle. Yeah, and then his uh, the other question before him was also phenomenal. Um, if you had told me they would make a a question better than <laughs> the con exclusive one, I would told you you're crazy. But they did. <laughs> um, I'll stick with Flash. I'll go engineer uh, engineer at ninety points because the one hundred seventy five point version is too expensive to make it into today's topic. <laughs> But, and we did talk about her when we did when we talked about the yeah. super expensive guys. so at 90 points she's a glass jaw but then again if you think about it so is almost everything in the meta game. It's all about hitting fast and hard and she can definitely do that. She has two traits that allow her to do that. The first one you give her a free action, choose a standard attack or sorry standard speed attack and damage power. She can use those powers until her next turn, so it's better than almost any other pick of power you've ever heard of. They don't have to be free action versions; they don't have to be non-free action versions. They can be whatever the hell you want them to be. And on top of that, she already has sidestep, so you're getting even a little bit more mobility with with, with if you add it on the sidestep. So, like, if you if you want to take hypersonic, for instance, you have the sidestep on top of the hypersonic. Or running shot if you want to running shot out from behind a wall and then sidestep back behind it for safety. You can do that. The I mean, the possibilities are endless, and that's what makes her one of the best pieces, period, in the metagame is because, like Austin and I always say, it, this game in general is all about options. It's all about yep. having tools at your disposal, and she is just a whole damn toolbox in and of herself with that trait. And then her second trade is just a little icing on the cake, really. If any opposing character would use Poison to deal Penetrating Damage, every Red Lantern or anybody you play with the Red Lantern Battery, if they'd use Poison to deal Penetrating Damage or more than one damage, they deal one normal damage instead. So again, it's just a little icing on the cake. So I mean, you take her base, her base dial is just a sidestep 10 attack 3 damage, but when you factor in her getting to pick what she wants with speed, attack, and damage, and then a resource on top of that, it gets a little crazy. Yep. But again, she's a glass jaw. you got to keep her protected as best you can, but you have 210 points with the rest of your team to kind of throw in a, l- a few things here and there to help her stay protected.
1: Yep. Um, so, Hunter, when we talk about range teams, what's one thing that's... What what one thing shuts down a range team if they don't have a way to stop it?
0: Mm, Battle Fury. Um... No,
1: no, no, A little more basic. Let's just go power. Like, wh- what power could an enemy have that would just stop your ranged team and its tracks if you didn't have a counter for it? Stealth? Stealth. All right, so right off the bat, we've got an amazing ranged piece here, 94 points, uh, Avengers Initiative. That's pretty cool. Eight range, triple bolt, um, precision strike, three damage, sharpshooter. Not bad right there. We can just, right there's a solid attacker. And then you look at his trait. Uh, we're looking at age or the Age of Ultron movie set, Hawkeye 009. Um, when making a ranged combat attack, attack, modifies attack value plus one for each target, that's pretty cool, 13 attack top dial for 94 points, this is nothing to scoff at. You, you can give one hit character an action token if he doesn't assign that character any damage, which you're not going to assign one damage to three, well I guess he's got precision strike, you might assign one damage to each of them. Um, and then he's got that good old fashioned Avengers Assemble trait, which we've ta- talked about before, where it's absolutely nuts. Uh, when he hits one or more characters than attack, the opposing character chooses. hit characters are each dealt one unavoidable. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to take that. Or he isn't given an action token for this action. One of the big things in 300-point games is out-actioning your opponents in as many ways as possible. Having more actions is almost a consistent way to get the edge up over your opponent if you play it right. And having a character that can be avoid being given action tokens and still keep attacking turn after turn after turn is absolutely brutal. Yeah, um, I mean, this Hawkeye is nuts. This is easily one of the best 94 points range, or one of the best 100 point or less range pieces ever. Uh, hell, I would pay 120, 130 points for this easy.
0: Especially when you factor in resources. Because yeah, if we oh, take, no, especially if, with resources. If we take this base Hawkeye, and you get, you hit me and you give me the option, do I have to deal my hit characters, one to avoidable, or do I let him not keep an X token? I'm like, uh... I guess I'll let him get by with no axe token. But then when you have this guy at like a fucking six damage each time he's hitting me, then I'm going to really have to sit there and think for a few minutes on what I want to choose with that Avengers Assemble trait.
1: The other thing that's on that too is uh, if you take into account, most resources turn on dealing damage to opponents too. So, I mean, you're looking at a guy who's going to consistently turn your resource as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely think he's going to be around for a long time chaos like,
1: warhawk guy goes out and they replaced him with a monster it's even better
0: yeah. he may be better for the points honestly he's definitely i think he is he's up there i mean he lacks keywords and he doesn't have uh the other one was wild card but i mean this guy has avengers initiative which is one of the best marvel team abilities already anyways um i think yeah i think he is better or he's at least on par with the other one That's for I sure. i think
1: one of the things about the other hawkeye though was that you had to take uh Um, Thunderbolts in order to get him his ability to ignore uh, stealth, whereas this guy just does it right out of the box.
0: Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Blue Devil, who I think you'll be seeing a lot if you haven't already. He is a rare from Justice League Trinity War, and we knew from day one when we saw his dial, obviously everybody did, that this is going to be a piece that'll be great for the metagame. Because for the last, ever since I can remember actually, uh, mystics and mystical keyword figures in general are always around. Even if they're not dominating at the time, they're always a, a slice of the, the metagame pie to take into yep. consideration. And this guy really helps combat that while actually being mystical himself. Uh, Blue Devil has a trait where adjacent friendly characters and friendlies with the Justice League Dark keyword ignored Mystic's team ability. And then he has a second trait, which helps stop clicks, which is something that has been a problem here or there in the metagame. But recently, with some uh, some choice figures here and there, with the White Lantern Power Battery giving everybody stop clicks, with Kyle Rayner particularly being a big deal lately, and with I'm sure many more stop click figures to come. Uh, this guy really is great for the metagame for for variety. Oh, yeah. second trait, when Blue Devil damages a character and a special power is revealed that stops the dial from turning, after actions resolve deal the character two unavoidable damage. Two unavoidable damage, Austin. That's I just one.
1: good. Yeah. A Especially Lord. on those figures that have stop clicks at the end of their dials.
0: He also is a pretty solid attacker in his own right. I mean, he's got Running Shot with Energy Explosion and Psychic Blast, uh, with an 11 attack, 3 damage. He does kind kind of have a crappier mid-dial as far as attacking goes. He uh, From 3, 4, on click 3, 4, and 5, he has leap climb, super strength, toughness, and prob. But I mean, at least he's providing prob for your team. And if you're playing him in metagame, you probably have a resource or something on him, which is probably granting him something else that'll help his attacking capabilities anyways. The only thing really going against him is he's 135 points, but I feel like he's well worth it. At 135, just because of what he brings. So,
1: and mystical has wiggle room, I think, in their higher 100 to 150 point range. Yeah, because most of the mystical figures are typically lower end. Yeah. Um, like they're the 50 to 100 gap.
0: I agree. Just League Dark, Monster, Mystical, and Shadow Pact are keywords.
1: Yep. Um, I've got Justice League Trinity War Batman, which I just went up against uh, for. I've fought him probably about four times since he's come out already. Um, he's great at 150 points or his half-dial. I particularly like him at his half-dial because he's a huge threat for the point cost. Yeah. Um, Batman Family, Gotham City, Justice League, Trinity. Um, he's got the ability where uh, anyone with a lower point value, Justice League keyword, can use Batman Ally, or if they're named Superman or Wonder Woman, they want to be adjacent or a lower point value, which there are t- tons of good Superman and Wonder Woman out there, but we have even more that are coming out here soon with the Super... Man and Wonder Woman set. So there's still potential there to get a lot out of him. But what you play him for is that attack power. Um, he can give, be given a free action, choose a standard attack or damage power. Batman can use that power until your next turn.
0: Seems good enough. You know he'd a be even, he'd be even better if he had some kind of damage power that also gave him like three of the best powers in the entire game of HeroClix. No, they wouldn't be that
1: dumb. Steve wouldn't do this shit to us, would they, Hunter? <laughs> I don't know if
0: He's
1: outwit and perplex when he has no action
0: tokens he can use what? Prop he control. Can use prop control? It's seems, like this. Seems fair. I uh, and I get another ad- attack and damage power on top of all that.
1: Why? Oh, man, it's like this is their apology for not printing a Batman in the previous set.
0: So, I mean, the possibilities are endless. Charge, super strength exploit, outwit, perplex and prop. Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, the if first I time to... you get hit by a freaking 12-attack, a 3-damage pin side from a Batman is the first time you... It's probably like the next time you walk out the door of your store and not come back.
0: I mean, even if you need to clear tokens off of him, choose Poison, Shape Change with your Utility Belt Power, and then you also have Outwit and Perplex. I mean, it Perplex your defense, Outwit some kind of attack power, and he's going to be pretty safe, especially considering he has the Batman ally team ability to keep him in stealth. Yeah, he's nuts. I like him at both point values as well, but I agree with you. At 85 points, he's for sure a glass jaw since he only has four clicks. But But it doesn't
1: matter because with Batman and Ally, he's usually hanging out pretty well in the corner. And 85 points in Dom and all that, too. Um, Combat reflexes with stealth is always a great combo.
0: He falls in the the same category as Engineer overall.
1: Yeah, it's just so many options, and it's hard to work against that. I mean... You Playing it yourself, like you have it all, all available to you. When you're playing against it, though, it ramps up what you need to make sure you, you do right ten times. You have to pay so much more attention.
0: Uh, good keywords to you, Batman Family, Gotham City, and Justice League. Yep. Anywhere. Um, next up is a figure that I wasn't for sure I would be talking about right now, honestly. Oh,
1: God, here we go.
0: But what is it, Hunter? I really liked it when they spoiled it and I really was thinking about playing it a lot because I like the character too. And then I just noticed that it placed first in a rock already. And that's Coriander from the um, upcoming OP kit. Really? From the new OP kit. So if you pull up the dial, it's WizKids um, D15003 Coriander. She's really good at She's just a phenomenal attacker. Only 100 points. Seven range, one of the best team abilities in the game. So good that it's uncopyable, which is the Outsiders team ability. Even Outsiders is even better in the metagame when you have all these modifiers going on. But this is a dial when you really look at it overall, where you might end up using Outsiders on yourself a decent amount. And that's because she has the move and attack symbol with a 12 movement, 11 attack precision strike, a power that works very well with move and attack. And so, like I said, you may end up using Outsiders on yourself to stay at a use move and attack with an 11 attack and Precision Strike. But uh, she also has a good defense power. 18 was, is the value, but she also gets Energy Shield and Willpower on top of that. And look at that 11 and 4. 11 and 4 is phenomenal to start out with for 100 points.
1: So, uh, not just that, Hunter, but how many figures do you know that have an 18... 18- Defense for three of their first four clicks. Even like two hundred point figures don't carry that shit.
0: She, if you if you're playing with resources or possessors and stuff, you can make her an even bigger threat on attacking. You could give her super strength. Um, you also got to think you could give her sniper rifle to make even more use of the whole hit and run with the moving attack eleven four, um, and outsiders on top of that. She's she's great. I mean, she has one thing that's against her, which is the trait where if she moved during your last turn, modify her defense by negative one against ranged combat attacks, which is actually pretty flavorful. I actually really like that. It's called Flight Trail. Um, but you really don't have to worry about that too much, especially if you're playing her correctly. You're going to be keeping her safe anyway. She's not going to be in line of fire, you know, easy line yeah. of fire of other opposing characters. She also has a whopping eight clicks of life. At a hundred points, I just feel like with the she already is great in no no tactics environment, but even with tactics, she's one of those figures that has a lot of room to grow. With God, tactics.
1: hey, Knoll's hey, Hammer, what's up, bro?
0: I mean, anything, even just an entity here or there that that buffs her up, I feel like is going to be great. So, yep. And she, like I said, she I was surprised and pleased to see she's already doing well in the metagame. So, Look, I have not even seen this
1: chance. figure yet, so I'm completely blown away by it.
0: Yes. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Um, I've got Lydia Malor from Slosh, Slosh. she's the the chase. that um, She does the whole growing darkness thing where she steals an attached element on a resource or a relic, and uh, you can give it to a character with this trait, which if you're playing her, you're basically just playing her with a trait. Um, The other ones are a little too high point for 300, not really that great. Uh, um, But that's not really why we have her here, is it, Hunter? it's uh, uh it's because of the fact that she's actually a solid 79 point attacker um super strength th- three damage indom flight um she has smoke cloud and stealth once per turn when she, she occupies hindering terrain and is given a non-free action before the action you may place her in any square of hindering within five squares in line of fire so she's got like a five square like instant blink before she swings as long as she hops into uh uh, hindering. What's that called when Batman does that? Into out, shadows, out of the shadows. shadows. Out of the shadows. Yeah. No, Owlman has the reverse. It's into the shadows. That's right. Uh, um, and then, of course, she's got a stop, click, down dial at the at bottom of her dial um, where she can regen, back up as a free action. Um, I mean, she is not bad. Exploit mid dial uh, keeps combat reflexes seventeen for the first two. Drops into some uh, um, barrier. Uh, not a bad piece for 79 points and then of course if you steal a freaking attached piece of a resource or relic which how the hell are you not going to steal an attached piece of resource or relic in the meta these days
0: she's phenomenal she's seen tons of play already she saw lots of play at worlds she has the important monster keyword monster is a theme team that sticks around here and there in the metagame and then when she came out it really helped monster stay on the table even after losing it uh mole man but um i really really like her um she's great and like you said stealing resources is another big part of the 79 points because um taking the ring off any of the batteries which are played very heavily right now is great I mean, taking especially away the freaking
1: cork, if you does that ruin the color attachment thing
0: i'm fairly sure it does but i'd have to look up official ruling because i haven't had that happen yet
1: because that that makes her substantially better in my eyes to think about because like power batteries are the resource to go to right now, hands down right and having the ability to rob like a green power battery or a yellow power battery of what what they build around is crazy
0: yeah I mean I'll look at the wording on the um, let, let me quickly look at it if the power battery attached power ring and constructs are all the same color. Give the power battery a power action and choose. For some of them, I don't think. I think it would take it away. I would assume. Like for instance, I'm looking at the orange right now. The orange says, if the power battery attached power ring and constructs are all the same color, give the power battery a power action. Obviously, that doesn't happen before Lydia's thing happens.
1: Yeah, I agree. Green Lantern's the same way. It just flat out says if they're the same color, each opposing character may be given more one free. So if there's no attached power bat ring, I assume. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. I might actually give her a shot next time I play a meta team.
0: Uh, I have. Who do I have? Uh, this will be my last one, I think, and that is uh, Jenny Spark. Spider-Man
1: Zuvimbi. <laughs> no,
0: not. Well, it obviously would awesome, but he's rotating out, so I take him off the list. <laughs> uh, Jenny Sparks actually, pretty damn solid figure. 125 points. She has a good, a decent trait, but that's not why she's on here. Her trait is when she hits an opposing character, that character can't use special powers from now until your next turn. I lied. That's a big part of why she's on here. <laughs> that's the main reason she's on here, to be exact. Uh, there's so many... Spe- almost every figure we just talked about, I would say roughly 90% of them, have great special powers that their dial at least in some part revolves around having yep so batman's suck a dick she just has to hit you and then you can't use special powers from now until your next turn that's ever useful with a power like pulse wave which can hit tons of people at the same time if done correctly especially with tk or something like that which we have in abundance with the batteries giving the catapult to everything so she's got running shot, pulse wave, a super senses with 17, and then a special damage power. She can use leadership when she does and rolls a 6, remove all action tokens from adjacent friendlies with the authority keyword. Won't play as big of a role in meta games, but makes her pretty good for when you play authority teams. But yep. most importantly, it's just running shot, pulse wave, 11 attack, 4 damage, 4 range if you're pulse waving because she has 8 range, naked range. And then, uh, again, taking away their special powers after you do that. And then she has a long dial, eight clicks long. Mid-dial, she still has running shot, but she picks up Psychic Blast, ignores characters, and has three bolts. When she uses Psychic Blast, increase the damage dealt to each hit character by the number of characters adjacent to it. So she's hitting three people with penetrating damage, at least one apiece if she splits her three up, and then bonus damage on top of that, and again, it's triggering the trait where any character she hit just now can't use special powers. And she does have willpower on those clicks. She also she loses the leadership, picks up Perplex, and then has two clicks on 7 and 8 of regen. So she's just all around a great figure. I like her a lot with uh, the sapphire ring giving her shape-changing mystics. And uh, especially because of the regen at the end. And because shape change would benefit her dial on every click, particularly when you combo it with super senses, so you could be a little more cavalier with with getting her out there and pulse bombing the shit out of the other posing team when you have shape change and super senses and mystics all protecting you. Um, an all-around good figure that's that's already seen some meta play, and I think we'll continue to see here and there. And not too expensive to pick up either; should be around ten yep. bucks.
1: Um, and my last figure, actually, is in the same vein, kind of, as the Hawkeye earlier. Um, we're, we're talking about Justice League, Trinity War, Gravity Feed, Green Arrow, which this is one of those Gravity Feed figures you have to get your hands on. Um, 135 points, 7 range, triple bolt, precision strike, 12 attack, 3 damage. Um, he has running shot and stealth. When he he when he uses running shot and actions, are helping you sidestep afterwards. But what you really play him for is this trade, an arrow for every situation. He starts the game with six arrow tokens on his card. Give him a free action to remove one to- token from the card. He can choose one of these powers or abilities to use until his next turn. Either energy explosion, end cap, inside, uh smoke cloud, or improved targeting north elevated, or improved targeting north blocking terrain. When a ranged combat attack resolves, any blocking terrain along its line of fire to the target is destroyed. I mean, come on, what kind of options are those? Uh, uh, I played him against, uh, I think it was. I think it was Drew I played him against. Um, I freaking... He set up across from me on the... uh, Is it the Star Sapphire map that has the elevated in the middle and the crystals everywhere? I don't think so. Um, Set up across from me on the elevated. I popped one of those tokens off. Boom, right through the middle. Took a shot for three damage straight to somebody. Um, He is great for 135. He puts out the damage. He's got the range. Um, The sidestep is great because it's almost like you have... Nine range, where you move up, you take your shot, you sidestep back two, and it's a little bit. People kind of underestimate sometimes how that little bit of movement really helps you keep out of opponents' range. Mm. Um, he's a solid piece for 135. He ignores hindering and, and characters on a by default on targeting, which is already great. Um, I, I love him. I've played him once I will gladly play him again. The only thing he has against him I think is the fact that his only main uh, proper keyword is Justice League of America but he does have martial artist, which is easy to build around.
0: All right, so that wraps up the entirety of the meta toolkit series for you guys. Um, we'll it'll be something that we'll look at again in the future maybe maybe after maybe like about a year from now. When big rotations, 11. How
1: much of jackasses we were?
0: Yeah, when big rotations have happened, I mean, by that point we will have had like five new sets. We can do a little update and give you some, you know, some ideas on ones that have recently came out that you should add to your toolkit. To wrap this baby up, let's get into some community. First off, dial design just started today, Sunday, May 31st. So Sunday,
1: Sunday, Sunday, dial for, design dial contest. Line. Come see Gravedigger. Uh, God, we need a monster truck dial design week.
0: Not too late. You got a full week this time, so no excuses. Get your ass over to HC Realms. Go to the creative, yeah, you lazy jackass. <laughs> go to the creative corner and submit a dial for the first week. Best build. I have a submission for you guys. You have until this Thursday, which would be what the fourth, I think. Uh, oh man, it's yeah, June 4th. already. So, June 4th is when I... By the I need these by the end of the night, June 4th. Alright, so if you want to do best build and you've never done it, here's how it works. I'm going to tell you the build rules for this tournament that's upcoming for Austin, Drew, and I. You are going to build us a team that you would play if you were doing this event. We will take all of you guys' submissions. We will each pick one that we want to play and then... Whichever one of us performs the best that during that tournament, whichever one of you guys submitted that set that specific team will win custom action poker chips.
1: Um, There'll be some good teams, guys. I need to beat Hunter for one of these. I always go two one and Hunter's my last opponent. He's the reason I lose these.
0: If you want to this so this think of this as people think of this in the wrong way. They they build a team, they give advice on what map should be used and how to play it and everything and then their team doesn't get picked, and they're like, oh, this sucks, my team didn't get picked. For one, consider that we go through like 50 different submissions, number one. But second off, it's also just what we want to play. So really, all this is, if you think about it, is a a raffle that you're entering in, but you're also team building and getting practice with team building in the meantime, and you're also slightly increasing your chances of getting picked by providing like evidence that this is a pretty good thought-out team. You know what I mean? This is going to increase your chances. But still, all in all, it's still sort of a raffle-style thing, so don't get bummed out or anything if your teams don't get picked.
1: We still love you anyway.
0: So here is the build rules. I need a 1,000-point team, golden age, and it has to be a theme team. Whether generic or non-generic, we don't care.
1: Oh, no, that's going to be so hard to do, Hunter.
0: It has to be a theme team, 1,000 points, you can use figures and ATAs only. No resources, no relics, feats, battlefield conditions, any of that. Just figures and then ATAs if you're playing if if some of your figures have keywords that can have an ATA. You can play an entity, but again, only if it's not going to break your theme team. So if you want to indoctrinate someone into the Green Lantern Corps through an entity, that's fine. But you, all in all, at the end of the, when it's all said and done, you still ha- your team still has to be a theme team, even with that entity on there. Again, do Thursday, give us some um, give us uh, some varieties of ideas. Don't, I don't want a bajillion, um, you know, Justice League teams. Even though I'll probably still end up picking one because I play Justice all the time. <laughs> all right, and then let's go over to the mailbag. Eric Linnell has some questions. Of course. Do you think Victor Mancha got the shaft? Shouldn't he be more powerful?
1: I haven't actually seen this
0: di- dial yet. I haven't either. I'm gonna pull it up here. We'll move on to his next question and then I'll um, I'll pop Victor Mancha up for you once I find him. Number two, who do you hope to see in Age of Ultron wave two? Hmm. There's not a whole lot left that I'm really like that worried about seeing. Since we just got everyone, but I'll, I'll throw in Iron Fist. I'd like to have an updated Iron Fist.
1: What about, but a Wolverine and a Sue Storm?
0: <sighs> Do you think it's too late for them?
1: I, think I, we'll, I definitely don't think we'll see him. I
0: don't think uh, we will either. I
1: think we would have saw them in wave one. Yeah. And that are we still going to talk about that?
0: Yeah. We can talk about it right now.
1: Okay. So there was a rumor going around on the HC Realms forums, uh, saw someone post it said one of their inside rumor sources is saying that uh um WizKids has gotten the don't make any more X-Men and Fantastic Four notice that a lot of other people had said they had gotten like other companies that make various Marvel stuff and I was like nah, I was like I don't know I was like I've always heard about this embargo but I always thought it was kind of like lax and then like that same week um I think it's XM Studios and they built sweet ass statues Um, they were in the middle of working on a sentinel fight one with the x-men and stuff Um, they actually got a shutdown order from marvel on working on any x-men related stuff even though they had two projects in order and so all of a sudden I think marvel sent out their next wave of guys cut the x-men and fantastic four out and so I I totally believe it Um, it wouldn't surprise me we haven't seen sue storm or wolverine yet in this set either Um, oh is that victor Macha?
0: Yep, I just sent you Victor Macha.
1: Yes, hold on, let me find him. Aw. That is kinda lame.
0: He says, Don't you think he should be more powerful consider basically considering his power level? I still think it's in the grand scheme of Heroclix, a hundred points is nothing to be ashamed of. And Yeah,
1: I don't know. I'm just
0: He does have pulse wave in mid dial. He's okay.
1: Yeah. He's not bad. It's just I don't know. I was kinda hoping for something special with Victor, like ability wise not. Yeah, just, some kind has
0: of much. some kind of crazy trait. Some kind of unique type trait type thing would have been cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, so uh I don't know about this whole no more fantastic four thing. I I'm gonna be honest, Hunter will hate me for it. Outside of Hickman's run of Fantastic Four, I've never really liked Fantastic Four that much, but X Men is a, a bit of a shot to the heart. You go
0: to hell you go to hell and you die
1: I love Franklin Richards though and uh what is it Valeria very I can't remember Valeria
0: yeah uh, it's very sad I'm the opposite I love Fantastic Four I like X-Men for the most part but we have so many freaking X-Men figures to play at this point I could go without X-Men for a while that's not a big deal but going without Fantastic Four is a huge deal considering every single one of them need remade
1: oh yeah that's um, kind of this kind that's of, kind of an upset. Just, yeah, it, I, I would have liked a, a modern fun. version of him before we rolled over. This uh, is, um, is horse shit. I think, honestly, if Marvel does have an embark, on the whole mess, I think what will probably happen is eventually they'll undo it. I think what they're trying to do right now is starve out Fox and see where that goes, but I don't think it'll work. Yeah.
0: Well, for now it's still all speculation, so for now that's all yeah. we're gonna talk about it. But I suspect it's gonna be officially announced here eventually, and when it does, when and if it does, we will have we're, a big, we're gonna put
1: the St. Louis riots to shame.
0: <laughs> we we <laughs> will have a big discussion on it. But for now, that's all we'll talk about it. Um, as far as who else so I want to see in Wave Two, uh, like I said, Iron Fist would be nice. I'm trying to think of some people who I would. I mean, we got new Hawkeye, so I'm happy with that.
1: I want uh, uh, some more Ultrons. I want as many damn Ultrons as they can fit in this set. Like I want to open a booster and get 5 Ultrons.
0: Um I definitely this, still this just... I still need a MODOK. Let's not forget about fucking MODOK. You think I forgot? You thought MODAM was going to sate my hunger? Get let's get real here.
1: Steve's listening and like after fucking all these Hulks, he's like he's not getting a fucking MODOK. he talks shit about Man. my Hulk. I need MODOK. Oh, you know what? The embargo means Drew. We'll never see another saber tooth.
0: Never see another one. That chase one. The
1: last one had not, <laughs> didn't have Brotherhood of Mutants. It
0: is a chase. <laughs> oh man, um, I you know I think I'm pretty well covered on my Marvel characters for the most part for now. I would still like to see more villains, like a new Taskmaster. Still would be nice. I want a
1: new Baron Zemo, but he wouldn't be an Age of Ultron. Yeah,
0: I wasn't crazy about the one we got in. Uh, chaos War. okay and no in uh no the chaos War one's fine the uh the age of ultron movie baron zemo i would i wasn't crazy uh,
1: no
0: that. that was strucker or yeah that's right oh i'm an idiot that's right that was strucker no, same i,
1: I kind of I like the chaos War zemo a little bit
0: nazi but he's still... <laughs> nazi captain america villain scientists they're all the fucking same
1: <laughs> are they i had to remember yes they're all the same <laughs> they're all the same
0: uh but yeah some more villains would be Jesus. nice um, <laughs> racists <laughs> against racists uh, Racists against <laughs>
1: Nazis Hey, Nazis are people too
0: Which Ultron variant is your favorite so far? I don't know, we'll have to go through all of them I haven't had time to sit and look oh, at, at all of them so far So
1: what I'm what I'm working on doing is uh, I have two of these big model cases That I picked up from Ikea um, I'm working on spicing them up a little bit Replace the shelves and stuff I'm going to have an entire one just dedicated to Ultron clicks and it's, I can't wait to do it
0: Number four, do you think Bader deserves the title shot against Cormier? Uh, Yeah, but I really don't care. Cormier will beat him very easily. Nothing against Bader, but he's just not good enough to be a champion. But anyways. Number five, what do you make of the rumors of no more X-Men or Fantastic Four and Clicks? Oh, I think we got that pretty well covered. All right, let's check out Facebook because I know we, I did have quite a few messages this week. First one is from Richard Lee Johnson. I'm going to origins this coming week to participate in the world's event. It's Woo! my it's my good first luck. time going. I don't really know how know what to expect. I know that you guys have at least gone to Gen con. What can you tell me and any other first time players about attending big cons and playing in big events? Thanks for putting out as a, much as I would
1: go ahead I was gonna say go back and listen to our first episode as bad as it is because I do think we gave some good advice for surviving Gen con. Um we there were a couple mistakes I made with like I brought too big of a box of clicks and it was a pain in the ass to deal with the entire time I was there. Uh wear comfortable shoes. You'll be stuck in line a lot. Um do up, shower, all that shit. I feel like I shouldn't have to say this to grown ass men, but you'd be surprised.
0: Yeah, definitely will be surprised.
1: Um I would one thing I would say uh double check your teams before you have backs at the door. Don't, like, put them together like a week before, make sure you have everything. Triple check. Yeah, triple check. Right before you leave, make sure you check. Maps. You do not... Maps, uh, cards especially. Cards are the big one, they'll get you on. Um, And don't assume everyone's just going to be a nice guy. Because people, if you are missing a card, and you don't have it on your build sheet, the vast majority of people will just say, judge, disqualified. Like, that's just how it goes. It's tournament play, it's super serious. Uh, it's part of it. Um, I, I, I met some of the greatest people I've met freaking playing random-ass tournaments and stuff, though. Uh, have a good time with it. Uh, it is serious, but don't be that guy who gets all butthurt the entire time yeah. either.
0: Be serious during the matches, but in between, you'll still have fun. You'll still meet not, lots of nice people, and you'll yeah. still have a good time. In, overall, you'll have a great time, but what, during the tournament, be focused. And uh, like Austin said, double, triple check all your stuff. Make sure you have everything. Uh, I would also say bring snacks and water. Those are yeah. a couple things a lot of people forget their first times. They 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 underestimate how hungry they're going to be, how expensive things are there. So keep that in mind too.
1: Yeah, it also sucks to be like like halfway into a tournament and your stomach is just like starving yeah. for something.
0: Yeah. So have fun, good luck. Uh, he says, thanks for putting on a consistent, funny, crude podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
1: let's, let us know how you do, too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Let us know how you do. Um, Brian Drake. I wanted to follow up with you guys about line of fire between Imperial Assault and Clicks. We talked about this a week or two ago. Yep. In, in a nutshell, in Imperial Assault, the attacker draws two lines from any corner of his square to any two adjacent squares on the defender. They cannot cross.
1: Hmm, this is interesting. Uh, super, super Dungeon Explorer kind of does that. Um, a lot of games do the corner draw mechanic, but yeah, Imperial Assault does the weird... You pick two corners, you draw them to two corners. I like Imperial assault's method. Assault's method. The only reason I don't a little bit is because it is kind of slow at times, because then you have multiple measurements to do to see if you have Line of Fire. I like it for accuracy. I don't like it for speed. And that's kind of the problem I have with a lot of tabletop games versus Heroclix is uh, i got to give it to WizKids. They have kind of refined the game outside of normal war games where it's measure 50 things before you even roll your dice to take the shot. But uh, it is a cool system, and I do like it.
0: Renocon gives me some sci-fi filmic suggestions. Moon, I'm, I'm halfway through that right now. I really like it. Um, Europa report, I will add that to my list. Sunshine, the thing, I already did watch the thing. It was pretty solid. I had never seen it before even though everybody always talks about it. And uh, I did enjoy it. It was interesting. District 9, I just watched rewatched. I had already I seen it before. I love that I love that movie so much. Uh Children of Men, just watched it. Didn't quite like it that much. It was a I feel like it was a good movie. Like, I feel like it was shot well and everything. Actually, he even says some amazing sequences as far as camera work. Yeah, if, I feel like it was done well, but I didn't. The story needed to be a little more fleshed out. Blade Runner, yeah, I, I did rewatch that already. They Live, never heard of that, but I will add it. He says see this if for no other reason other than the fight scene. Um, I'll add that. He also throws on Primer, Upstream Color, Battle Royale, 2001 obviously i've seen that before but yeah i definitely i'm gonna watch it again i love that movie. it
1: was battle royale and there as a sci-fi movie or just as a movie to watch
0: battle royale it's in sci-fi uh it's japanese subtitled a seminal film about violence and youth culture uh, battle, like
1: battle royale is great i loved it um i read the book um i would definitely recommend checking out the movie though it's a cool premise hunger games kind of took its entire premise from from it
0: Solaris Actually, Solaris is... Uh, I've already downloaded it. I just haven't watched that yet. So And then Repo you, Man and Dark Star.
1: You mean obtained illegally from the internet.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: <laughs> we do not promote piracy on this podcast.
0: And then Malcolm, our man from Japan, also says I should check out Forbidden Planet all the way from 1956. Okay. So yeah, I'll keep that in mind, too. I have a ton. My list is getting longer by the by the day, but I've, I've been able to watch about three or four a week. So I'm getting through it pretty quick. Thanks for your suggestions. If anybody else has suggestions for sci-fi films, add to the, the, uh, basically at this point, it feels like an expedition that uh, this big major quest I'm on to watch all the best sci-fi movies. You can send them to us at dial h for hero clicks at gmail.com or on our Facebook or Twitter. That's where you'll send anything you have. If you have questions like Richard Johnson had about going to origins or anything, You want to send us, hit us up on those outlets.
1: I love hearing from our fans on my personal Twitter. Like, they pop up every now and then. I'm like, who the hell? Oh, hey.
0: Next week, we'll be talking about, uh, there's a couple potential topics. uh, Coming up, we're definitely at some point going to talk about Composite Superman. Maybe do a little tactics advice around him.
1: That'll be a fun episode. Um,
0: That's one that's been requested, and I think that's a great idea. We'll be talking about him soon. And then, again, if they officially announce the whole Fantastic Four X-Men thing, we will definitely talk about that and some other things coming up. If you have any ideas on main topics you want to talk about, again, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Gmail. Uh, Signing off for the sexy Drew Alderson who couldn't be with us today, but I'm sure he'll be back next week. I'm
1: going to go downstairs and eat bison steaks and ice cream cakes. I know. I'm
0: tempted to come over and get some bison steaks and ice cream cakes over there.
1: Well, I think Aaron already ate all the bison steaks. Like, he is literally like the American Indians right now, killing the last of the bison. Son and then, of a uh, bitch. But there's still ice cream cake, but not after I get done with it.
0: <laughs> I'll see how fast I can get over there.
1: <laughs> Eric still hasn't got home from work yet. I don't know how much cake is left, but damn if I'm going to leave him any by 11 o'clock when he does.
0: He has diabetes. He doesn't need any anyways. All, exactly. Save me his That's piece. That's what I said. Save me his piece. How about that? All right. All right. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Later, guys.